Welcome to the Sex and Astrology Podcast. I'm Brandy Joy. Today we're going to talk about sun sign compatibility. Have you ever been told that you are not compatible with somebody based on their sign? Yeah, well, everybody has if they're into astrology even a little bit. Even if you're not, you've probably heard you're not compatible with some signs. There is truth to that. However, let's talk about it. I'm going to explain it in detail. So the first thing I want to explain is that your astrology, right, your your horoscope, your birth chart, right, in astrology, there's a lot more than just your, your zodiac sign that people talk about. That would be like your sun sign, right? So if somebody says, oh, you're a Cancer, or you're an Aries, or you're a Capricorn, right, what they're referring to is called the sun sign. That just means that where the, when the sun what, what sign the sun was in when you were born in the constellations, okay? So yes, that comes in to your personality, your identity, certain traits and things like that. But then you have a lot of other factors in the birth chart. You have your moon sign, you have your Venus sign, like where were the, where was the moon? Where was Venus? Where was Mars? Where was Mercury when you were born? And then you also have other things. You have the rising sign and you also have, if you have a day or a night chart. So there's a lot more to compatibility than just your sun sign. But your sun sign is important because it does have a lot to do with your personality. Okay. At least in modern astrology. So there are compatibility factors. And so when I talk about each sign, I could be talking about your sun sign. I could be talking about your moon sign. I could be talking about any of these other things in your chart. So if there is a compatibility issue, so for instance, if you are, let's say, a Capricorn and you are dating an Aries, right? Or maybe you're a Capricorn moon and you're dating an Aries moon, or it could be their Mercury, right? It could be different things. But we're going to simplify it today. We're just going to talk about the sun, regular sign, the sun sign. But all of those other things, they come into play with the compatibility factors with your sign. Okay, so anytime, you know, you're a Capricorn and you try dating somebody with like an Aries sun, Aries moon, Aries Venus, Aries Mercury, any of that stuff that's Aries, it's going to have a compatibility issue with you as a Capricorn. Because, right, those are what we call squared signs. So I'm going to walk you through all of the squared signs so you can tell which partners, people with a certain sign, you're going to have tension and possible more conflict with than most other signs. Okay. So each sign has two signs that it's squared to, meaning there are compatibility issues that will come up a little more prevalent for you, a little bit more easy to see, right? It'll be like a big headbutt usually, or something where it's like, oh, why, you know, why don't we mesh in that way? It's like, we seem to get along in all these other ways, but then there's this issue. And it's usually because you have a squared sign. That's a big issue. And especially in personality factors. Okay. So let's say that you are, um, Actually, I have a list written right here. I made the list so that way I don't skip anybody. <laughs> um, all right. So going. Uh, so the first thing to realize, right, beyond the squares, uh, to simplify it, is to say that um, if you are a masculine sign, right, we have what's something called polarity, 
in astrology. So if you're a masculine sign, meaning you are a fire or an air sign, you're going to have compatibility issues with people that have feminine side qualities, which would be water element and um, earth signs. So if you are, let's say, like I was saying, Aries, that would be a masculine sign. And you put that with a Capricorn, which is a, a feminine sign. And when I say masculine feminine, I mean more outgoing, more introverted, um, you could say. Or you could say a little bit more um, yang <laughs> and a little bit more yin, okay? So the energies are just a little different, right? Um, Capricorns are a little bit more internal, um, a little bit more processing of emotions. Aries, like masculine signs, are a little bit more um, external, a little bit more outgoing, a little bit more uh, what we call masculine. Okay, so there are compatibility issues between the polarities. So if you are um, one of the fire signs, Leo, Sagittarius, Aries, or one of the air signs, Gemini, Aquarius, or Libra, you all get along for the most part pretty well. Those are good compatibility for the most part, okay? And then we have the feminine signs, all right? The feminine signs, we have the earth signs, we have Capricorn, Virgo, and Taurus. And then we have the water signs, which are Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio, right? So the feminine signs, they all get along really well, right? They're really compatible. And then masculine signs are really compatible. When you put them together, like I was saying earlier, Capricorn and Aries, right? You put them together, there's going to be some compatibility issues because one is a feminine sign and one is a masculine sign. So that right there will make an issue in terms of uh, compatibility factors. Um, so it's because the masculine signs, they have this more outgoing for the most part nature. Of course, there's, you know, masculine signs out there that have more of an introverted nature, but that's because of other factors in their chart, like moon sign, Venus aspects and things like that. Right. Um, so, uh, the, the feminine signs, right. They're more the emotional, the imaginative, um, the artist, uh, usually the intuitives, um, the people that are a little bit more tied into nurturing and emotion, um, stability, caretaking, things like that. That's what those signs are more about. Whereas the masculine signs are the performers, right? Think Leo, they're a big performer type of energy. They're charismatic. Um, they're a little bit more about, um, well, the, the, like the air signs are more breezy, right? Um, they're more like they flit around and they love being social and the fire signs like to have fun and, and like to mix things up and they like their freedom. So um, you have these like air and fire signs that are different um, than the feminine signs. So it's just, there's a difference. And so there can be some compatibility issues, especially if you are young. Um, as you get older, you get more experience especially if you start really studying uh, relationships a little bit and, and seeing where your issues are, you can start getting along with more and more signs and understanding them a little bit better uh, differences. So you would be more likely when you get older to be able to be compatible with somebody that's very different from you because you're more evolved um, in relationship and people in general, right? It can be a little bit more difficult when there's a big difference in your personalities when you're younger. Right. And that's just a generalization. Of course, it's not true for everybody. And some people are very evolved when they're young. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about beyond those different polarities of the masculine and feminine between the signs 
is the squares, right? So the squares, <laughs> um, we have Aries, right? Aries is squared with, I'm going to start at the beginning of the Zodiac, Aries, right? Aries is squared with Cancer and Capricorn. So Aries, you know, this is a very outgoing, spontaneous kind of energy. Um, and then you have Cancer, which is more of the emotional, intuitive, nurturing kind of energy. And there's a big clash there because Cancers really like emotional security and Aries are a little bit more of a power dynamic, right? They're more like spontaneous. They don't really think sometimes before they act a little bit more um, independent, usually uh, risk taking and things like that. So there can be a little bit of a clash there. Okay. I'm going to step back for a second. You know, now that I said those things, I just want to step back for a moment and make something clear because this is something that I've noticed is really big on social media is people downing certain signs and saying, Oh, these people are cheaters. These people are whatever. Um, these people are narcissists. That's not true with the signs. Everybody has every sign archetype within them. Everyone has all 12. Okay. You have all 12, but you just have more prevalent in your personality standing out depending on what's going on with your astrology chart. Every single sign can be what we call skilled or unskilled. So you can have, uh, and I'm just going to go right back to where I was, Aries, right? You can have a skilled Aries or an unskilled Aries, or that you could say evolved or unevolved. And that just means that the person is mature in their value system, uh, mature in their personality, right? Developed. Um, they know who they are. They know what they want. Um, and they can be themselves authentically, right? Um, so every sign can be that. And every sign can be unevolved and undeveloped and immature, right? That would just be any person can be those things. So someone that lies or cheats in relationships or abuses people emotionally, physically, or whatever, those people, they need to evolve. It has nothing to, I mean, it has a little bit to do with the sign quality and, and the fact that here, I'll give you some examples. It's funny. Somebody said yesterday on one of my live sessions that, um, oh, what was it? They said something about a sign. And I was like, no, that's not true. Oh, it was um, cancers don't usually cheat. <laughs> I've had four or five boyfriends that were cancers and most of them cheated. Um, that's so that's not true. You see, people will just clump based on their own life experience and they'll say, oh, well, these people do this. Or maybe they heard other people talking about it. It's not true. Every single sign can lie, can cheat, depending on their value systems and whether they've developed themselves. Now, here is the big issue, right? Some people are more what we call polyamorous and some people are more monogamous. And the signs that are usually a little more monogamous, I'm going to generalize, are the feminine signs. However, not all of them, right? Um, Virgo is a little more mutable, can be a little more polyamorous sometimes, okay? Um, now, here's the issue. When people date other people, they might be polyamorous, but they want the other person to be monogamous. And that's okay. But let people know that, right? Uh, be authentic. Don't lie, right? Don't try to manipulate people or be dishonest, right? Just tell people, hey, um, I am polyamorous, but I would like to be with someone that is monogamous to me. 
that's okay. Um, you just have to tell people what you want. Being authentic is so important. And that means you're evolved, you're skilled in understanding who you are and what you want. If you are um, a monogamous type of person, tell people, hey, I am a monogamous type of person. So you see how people can kind of just generalize and say, oh, these signs are blah, blah, blah. It's not true. Some signs, like I said, are more polyamorous. Um, the Gemini archetype has a little bit more of a polyamorous type of underlying type of way of being, right? And so I'm going to break all the signs down in just a few minutes. Um, but just, but here's the thing. You can have a Gemini that's a Gemini sun or a Gemini moon or something, but then they have a bunch of Taurus and a bunch of Capricorn energy, right? They have a bunch of Taurus, other stuff going on. And so they might be super monogamous just because they have a Gemini sun or something doesn't mean they're polyamorous. It just means that that archetype Gemini is very social, um, likes change, likes people to be, um, you know, fun and, and they like different types of people all the time, but it doesn't mean that they are polyamorous. Okay. So I just want to put that out there because I don't want people to think that I'm saying that, oh, if you're this, then you're this. That's never true. There's so many more things in your astrology chart. That's why you really want to get a personal reading <laughs> if you really want to understand yourself a little bit better in terms of your signs and stuff. So let's go into the signs and talk about the squares. So I started on Aries, right? I was talking about how Aries and Cancer are what we call squared. It means they're tense. It means there's an incompatibility factor between Cancer and Aries. And, you know, Cancer and Aries get along great. But when it comes to like a romantic partnership, the emotional stuff can get a little bit tense sometimes um, because cancer, more emotional, right? More once emotional stability um, is very hypersensitive. And then Aries is a fire sign. They're super passionate and they're also very emotional, but in a different way. Okay. And so there's that square, that tension. So you'll see that there's a little bit of a compatibility issue. And so there can be, there can be uh, an issue between those two signs come up, right? But you can also grow together. Um, you know, if you are Aries and Cancer and together in a romantic relationship, it can work, right? Any sign can work. It just, it depends on if you can deal with the incompatibility issue, right? And it depends on the rest of your chart. Yeah, you could be an Aries with a cancer, what we call a cancer descendant, which means your perfect partners are cancers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, cancers can learn a lot from Aries in terms of being more independent, um, to being okay with um, a little more spontaneity. And the Aries can learn to be a little more nurturing from cancers. So you can actually learn from each other when you have these differences. And then we have the Aries and uh, Capricorn kind of square. And the Aries and Capricorn square, uh, this one is it's similar to the Cancer Aries square. But, you know, Capricorn is, they come off independent, <laughs> but Capricorns aren't really big independent types. Um, they have to learn a little bit more about independence usually. But Capricorns, you know, they are a little bit more introverted for the most part. You know, they don't mind just, you know, working on things and staying home bit for the most part. 
now if you have some other kind of moon and etc yeah it's going to change your personality quite a bit but what i'm talking about is the archetype capricorn so capricorn archetype though squared to that that cancer nature and that can just cause a little bit of a headbutting right now here's the thing um aries capricorn cancer are all what we call cardinal signs meaning they tend to initiate things they they tend to you know start things so they have that similarity and then they have different elements so capricorn is an earth sign and aries is a fire sign right capricorn earthy is more like stability and you know they get along well with like water and earth signs and so that fiery aries can be a little jarring for the capricorn energy and the capricorn can come off um, a little bit too clingy. Cancers and Capricorns can come up a little bit too clingy to an Aries sometimes. Um, so Aries will be very like, oh yeah, super passionate. And, oh, you know, this is great. But then they need some of their independence. Um, they need a little bit of a mixing up. That's why they like Geminis so much usually. Um, and the Capricorn and Cancer thing is they're a little bit more of the stability the loyalty, um, you know, hey, we like routine a little bit more and things like that. So you can see that's a little bit of a compatibility issue. Now, again, I'm talking about the archetypes. I'm not talking about your sign necessarily. Okay, so just remember that when I'm talking about these things. Um, the next one we'll talk about is Taurus, right? Taurus squares with Leo and Aquarius, the fixed signs. Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius are fixed. So Taurus, <laughs> Taurus say, um, people say that Taurus are like super stubborn. They can be stubborn, but Aquarius can be more stubborn. Leos can be stubborn too. They're all fixed signs. So there is an issue there, right? Where there's a little bit of like a headbutting, um, uh, you know, a little bit of like a difference that just, it can kind of, they can irk each other a bit. Right, because Taurus is a very practical, um, earthy, like let's be cool man kind of vibe. They're more like chill. <laughs> what we say, chill, relaxed. Um, and so Taurus likes to hang out and like work on things, you know, maybe work around the house and stuff. And then you have the charismatic Leo archetype, which is fire and lion. And so you know, you have the stable Taurus over here and then the Leo that needs a lot of like fun and attention and things like that. And so you can see that square, that tension between the two. Um, so they have to learn how to find like a middle ground together. And um, Taurus needs to learn how to really, really uh, appreciate, I guess you could say, Leo's creative inspirations and their expressions and stuff. And then Leo... Um, can learn how to be a little more supportive and steadfast um, with the Taurus. You can learn from that. So yeah, you know, they're all three fixed, which means they can all be a little bit headbutting, a little bit stubborn, a little bit set in their ways. Like, um, you know, a Leo might say, oh, you know, I want my way now. I want my way now. And Taurus is like, oh, no, you don't. Right. And so there can be that clash, um, you know, because you got the fire. And then you've got the, like, kind of in the mud, <laughs> uh, Taurus kind of energy, right? Um, and then we have Taurus and Aquarius, right? Another the two fixed signs. Aquarius is an air sign. 
but it's fixed. And a fixed sign is a little more stubborn, right? They get a little more set in their ways. And so Aquarius thinks things through, right? And Aquarius, um, air sign, thinker, intellect, right? They think things through. So to me, they're the most stubborn sign. And then you have Taurus, and Taurus is a little more practical, a little bit more grounded, but also stubborn. So you can see how that um, the fixed quality is where there's a clash, right? That's usually um, what we call the mode um, or quality, right? So that would be fixed for these three signs. And so Taurus and Leo could be a little bit, oh, sorry, Taurus and Capricorn or Aquarius can be headbutting a bit. Um, because they are both a bit stubborn and set in their ways in a lot of ways. So, and they're different elements, right? Aquarius needs a bit of freedom, um, but they also, you know, they get very, very set in like routines and rituals that they like. And then Taurus does as well. And, you know, there can just be a little bit of a tension there. Uh, Again, all of these signs can get along and they can all learn from each other. But again, I'm just saying that there are some incompatibility issues because, um, earth and air don't really understand each other that well. Um, so there is that incompatibility there because they are very different polarities. Um, but they are also the same mode, which if you're the same mode with somebody, you can clash sometimes. Right. Then we have Gemini. Uh, so Gemini squares, uh, Virgo, I believe. Yeah. Gemini squares Virgo. And they're both ruled by Mercury. They're both thinkers, right? Um, They're both mutable. And Gemini is known as the great communicator. Love to talk, love to talk, love to talk to a lot of people. Very mutable, very versatile, very all over the place. Um, It can be a lot of fun. But they square with Virgo, the the analyzer. Virgo is the perfectionist and the analyzer. Virgo is very detail oriented. And so Gemini's light and breezy approach, right, can clash with Virgo's very precise, perfectionist, detail oriented kind of nature. Even though they're both ruled by Mercury, they're very different in the way that they go about things. Uh, So, you know, Gemini um, actually can be very adaptable and Virgo can be very uh, perfectionist. So that's the clash. But they can get along really well, too. They both like to talk. They like to think. Um, Geminis love people. And Virgos love to actually sit and talk one-on-one with somebody. Uh, So Gemini and Virgo, very interesting combination. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Geminis and Virgos um, together myself. But um, I'm I'm sure there's quite a bit out there. Uh, Again, it's squared. So there can be almost like they're too much alike in certain ways. Um, but it can be good for each other, you know? And then Gemini is also squared with, let's see, uh, I want to say Sagittarius or no Pisces, Pisces, sorry, Pisces. So, um, Gemini is squared with Pisces. And so Pisces is a water sign, right? And Gemini is an air sign. So Gemini is the communicator. And Pisces is uh, very emotional, very intuitive, um, very sensitive in a lot of ways, hypersensitive. And 
So because they're both mutable, because they're both um, this kind of versatile, you know, it's hard for them to really take a lot of initiative together um, because they're both so mutable. So like, just, you know, go with the flow. That's like, well, who's going to call who first? Who's going to really set the plans and the goals and stuff like that? Because they're both more adaptable, versatile kind of energies. Um, so those energies, you know, you don't have enough earth or anything there. You don't have enough, like you need more like a fixed or a cardinal or something with one of those usually, uh, because they can kind of go floating around. <laughs> and so nobody's there to bring them back down to earth. Now they can have a lot of fun together and they can also be cool with whatever the other one wants. They're very go with the flow. Um, but you know, in order for you to really gel a relationship, there would have to be some stuff going on in one of those or both of those charts. That's very different from that mutable, mutable kind of energy because it is so like, <laughs> Oh, let's, let's do this. Oh, where'd you go? I don't know. <laughs> you know, so Gemini and Pisces, uh, really fun energies, but, um, there can be a compatibility issue because there's just so much of the floatiness between both of them. Um, and Pisces can be very sensitive and very emotional and very, very passionate. Whereas Gemini's are a little bit more breezy, a little bit more, you know, Hey, let's have a good time. And Hey, what's this other person doing? And, you know, Pisces are a little bit more sensitive and emotional and can get upset about things sometimes. So there is that tension as well, because remember water and air, um, there's, there's definitely an issue in, in romantically between water and air because air signs like Gemini and Aquarius and Libra, um, light and breezy, uh, go with the flow. They don't, those archetypes themselves don't get super, super deep, super passionate or emotional about things. Um, they're usually a little bit more uh, fun and social and stuff like that. And the water signs are very, very deep and emotional and sensitive and, they want the romance, but the romance in terms of just the two of them, not the romance of like, Hey, everybody look at us. We're, you know, um, that would be more like the air signs. They're more, a little bit more like, Hey, look what we're doing. This is cool. You know, a little bit more out there. Whereas the water signs are a little bit more like, Hey, what are we doing? You know, us too, a little more introverted. And then we have cancer. Um, so that was Gemini, um, cancer, they square with Aries, which I already talked about, and they square with Libra, right? So Cancer, the nurturing, watery, emotional sign, um, you know, they have a little bit of an issue with the Libra energy. Libras and Cancers are both what we call cardinal initiating. Um, those two, uh, they will, you know, step up and take initiative, uh, start things and everything. But Libra is an air sign. And so they're a little bit more about like what other people think and, you know, Hey, we look like a good couple and, um, you know, let's like dress up and go out. And so cancer is more like, Oh, let's curl up, you know, in front of the fireplace and just hang out all night and read together and then have lots of lovemaking. <laughs> so there is, there is a very different kind of energy, um, but they're very similar in that they're cardinal. Um, and also Libra and Cancer, they do have a lot of similarity, but not in necessarily the right way. Um, they can get along really well. It's almost like they get each other. In certain ways, they really get each other. 
It's like um, they're both kind of people pleasers and caretakers in a way, but they're just so different. Um, Libras and Cancers are just, they're different. Um, You know, Libra, a lot of people think that, you know, that, oh, you know, a Libra would be extremely relationship oriented and they are, but it's just, uh, I don't know how to explain that one. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. Cancer brings more of that emotional understanding, whereas Libra um, contributes more to the art of compromise, but also, you know, a lot of these incompatibility issues, you can come down to the skilled and unskilled issues. So if you have an unskilled cancer, right, an unskilled cancer or undeveloped cancer would be really moody, hyper-reactive, hyper-emotional. And then an unskilled Libra would care way too much about what other people think. Um, They'll also sometimes um, even make up things just to make you happy or agree with you just to make you happy, right? Again, these are unskilled qualities. Um, But when you have those unskilled qualities with these squares, that's when major issues come up. It's not it's not so bad if you are both very developed, if you're both very mature in your, in your life. But when you have some of those unskilled qualities, those undeveloped qualities of your signs, that's when the issues majorly come up. So that's, I guess, how I should put that. Um, so that it's kind of hard to say, well, Cancer and Libras, they get each other, they get along well, but it's usually the unskilled issues that make the big issue because Libra is going to care what other people think. And so they'll want the cancer to be a little bit more worried about like the external and also just like getting along and they don't like uh, confrontation so much. Whereas cancer will emotionally get upset about things and they both can be more internal about stuff, which can be an issue because they might, neither of them might step up to the plate and say, this is an issue. Let's work it out. Um, they can if they're developed, but if they're undeveloped, they can both be a little bit more. If they get mad, they're just going to like keep it in and then get mad about other things or say things about or just kind of snap about other things and go like, you know, you should know what you did. You should know why you're mad. Right. So Cancer and Libra, because they're both like that, they both have some of those qualities. Um there can be just a clash there where you're not really going to have the other person step up enough. Whereas if you have like, let's say a Taurus and a Cancer, a Taurus will step up. A Taurus will say, hey, Cancer, (laughs) are you mad at me? Let's talk about it, right? Or a Libra and a Sagittarius are really good because like a Sagittarius will say, hey, Libra, you know, what's up here, (laughs) you know? And so um, you have to have that other kind of energy that will say something to you, when you're more of an internal kind of energy and Libra and cancer can both be a little bit more internal on the emotions, um, which can be an issue. Uh, so, okay. That was cancer. Um, we talked about Leo, um, in terms of Taurus, but now we can talk about Leo in terms of squaring with Scorpio. So Leo, (laughs) the bold, the charismatic, the lion, (laughs) they square off with that, scorpion energy. Scorpions, Scorpios, right, can be intense. They can be a very passionate, intense, emotional kind of sign. And uh, 
you know, Leo likes to be a little bit more outgoing in the spotlight, charismatic. And Scorpio doesn't really like that. They are more mysterious and internal and they will sit there and like analyze the crap out of you in a second. Whereas Leo is more like, you know, going to put on the show and maybe be an actor and performer. And, you know, if they want to make everybody happy, so they might feel one way, but then act a different way. You know, some of the air and fire signs are very well good at this, right? Libras, Leos are very good at, you know, feeling one way, but then pretending to be another way. And it's not that they are doing it to be um, manipulative or bad necessarily. It's just that um, they're doing it because they want other people to be happy. You know, they um, are usually trying to, um, you know, just be the light, right? Leo is the sun, the light. And so they like to be the light. They like to, oh, you know, they, they might feel like really, you know, upset or depressed about something. And then they'll just see other person and they'll say, hey, how you doing? You know, and then Scorpio sees through everything. <laughs> so they're both fixed. So stubborn. Scorpio is emotionally stubborn and very, very, very analytical emotionally. They read everybody. And then you have these Leos over here that are very charismatic, outgoing, fun. Let's have a good time. And they can have a good time together. But there can be that clash because um, they have to learn from each other, right? Um, Leo learns, you know, sometimes you got to be vulnerable. You, you've got to actually say, um, you know, I, I just, I feel like this right now. And not always trying to make everybody happy and being charismatic, right? Whereas Scorpio um, has an issue where they don't like to be vulnerable either. They don't like to um, be super open about how they feel. They're not going to be the crybabies or anything. They're not going to be, if they're feeling something deeply, they might sulk, if anything, right? If they're unskilled. Um, so Scorpios and Leos, they're just, they're very different. They're very intense signs, both of them, but in their own element, right? Leo fire, Scorpio water, and they're both like super powerful. So there's that clash there because super intense, super emotional, super passionate, charismatic, outgoing, internal, right? Introverted, extroverted in a way, these signs. And when they get together, there's just like a clash, a headbutting, right? And they can both be very stubborn because they are both fixed. Uh, So there can be just some issues there, but they can learn from each other, right? Leo can learn to be more in touch with their emotions and to be more honest about how they're feeling about something. And uh, Scorpio can learn to be maybe a little bit more open, a little bit more charismatic from the Leo archetype, right? Um, Because a natural Scorpio energy is going to be more introverted and more mysterious. Whereas if they have like a Leo moon, they're going to, they're going to learn very quickly how to be like charismatic with everybody. Right. Anyways, I'm, I'm going off topic there. (laughs) Uh, So that was Leo, right? Um, We talked about Leo in terms of Taurus, in terms of Scorpio. So they're incompatibilities. Uh, Let's talk about Virgo squaring with Sagittarius, the two mutables. Um, (laughs) So Virgo remember is practical and analytical And Sagittarius is the philosopher and the adventurer, the freedom seeker, right? And so they square each other. They're both immutable. They're both versatile, go with the flow, help everybody out. Um, But Virgo is very earthy, 
So Virgo, um, let me just turn this off. Virgo um, isn't necessarily the most spontaneous sign, but Sagittarius um, is super spontaneous, right? And then Sagittarius can learn more to be like down to earth and grounded by Virgo's very grounded, practical, analytical, think it through nature. So they're very different. Um, They can find balance um, in terms of like Virgo learning to be more exploratory and um, open up a bit. And uh, Sagittarius can learn to be a little bit more grounded, a little bit more organized from each other. Right. Um, But they're both mutable. And so there might not be enough of an initiating kind of energy there. Um, It it might just be a little bit too uh, talking and thinking all of the time but then like nothing gets done kind of energy, right? That mutable energy again that we were talking about earlier between Gemini and Pisces, right? Very similar with Virgo and Sagittarius. Um, They're both going to go with the flow, right? Um, So might not ever pick up the phone and call each other (laughs) Um, unless you have some initiating energy in your chart. Um, So again, those two, they can just be a little bit too um, mutable, but Virgo um, can be, a little bit more like, let's think it through, let's think it through. And Sagittarius is very risk-taking, very adventurous, very freedom-seeking. And so that kind of energy is very different from each other. But then they're both go with the flow and mutable. So you can see how there's a square there and how, you know, there's an issue where they might not really get it going, right? Because they are different. And then when they get together, it's kind of like, it might just be because other people have brought them together and maybe a party or something. And then they hang out and they get along, but they might not ever contact each other again, kind of energy, you know, um, that's, that can be an issue, um, with those, with those signs, but they can get along good and they can learn from each other too. So let's go to Libra. So Libra squares with cancer and Capricorn, right? We talked about Libra and cancer earlier. Um, Libra is like the diplomat, right? Um, they love to get along with everybody. They want to please their people pleasers, Libras. Um, but you know, they're more worried about, Hey, let's get along, you know, at work and stuff like that. They might be super mad at you, but you might not ever hear about it or know about it, but then they just kind of don't talk to you anymore unless they come around you, then they're super nice. And maybe they don't even like you, right? That's unskilled Libra, right? So that kind of energy pairing up with a Capricorn, um, which Capricorn is very much um, analytical and grounded kind of an energy. They're just very different, Capricorn and Libra. Capricorn and Libra are similar in their... Uh, cardinal energy, they're initiating kind of energy, but they're so different in terms of their signs. You know, Libra is like the diplomat. They want everybody to get along. Uh, Capricorn, uh, if they get mad at you, you're going to know about it. (laughs) You know, Capricorn will tell you straight up, like confront you and say, Hey, did you like do this? Like, What's wrong? You know, let's talk that kind of energy. Whereas Libra is um, somebody that's going to be more like trying to save face and things like that. Um, and again, a, a lot of these things that I'm getting into is more unskilled kind of um, archetypes, right? So yeah, um, there's just a little bit of a clash there. Um, Capricorn can be a little bit too, too practical, too grounded, too in your face, 
about stuff. Um, Capricorn gets mad. You're going to know it. Like I said, um, they're going to say, Hey, right in front of everybody, they'll do it. You know, say, let's dish this out right now. Whereas Libra will be like, Oh no, everything's great. What are you talking about? You know, like (laughs) now again, these are the pure archetypes. And you, my friend, have a lot of things going on in your chart. Uh, So again, if you're sitting there going, well, I'm not like that. Well, it's because, first of all, you could be more skilled. And the other thing is, this is just your sun sign. Okay. Uh, So there are a lot of other things going on in your chart. Uh, Then we have the Scorpio squaring Aquarius, right? Scorpio, again, uh, the water sign, the intense fixed water sign, Uh, can be stubborn emotionally, doesn't like to be vulnerable. They come off as mysterious because they're hard to read because they know how to mask their emotions in terms of social settings. And it's usually more of like, you just don't know. (laughs) Who's that? Hmm. Anybody uh, that has a lot of Scorpio archetype knows what I'm talking about there. It's hard to read for people. Very intense. Um, And then you have the Aquarian energy, which is a very, um, well, it's air sign, right? But it's an air sign that is fixed, just like Scorpio is fixed, right? They're very fixed in their ways. Um, So you have the um, stubborn, emotional Scorpio and then the stubborn thinker Aquarius. And so that stubbornness can be the issue. Um. And Aquarius is known to be detached. Um, They can walk away from things. They don't get as attached to things necessarily. The Aquarian energy, okay? The Aquarian energy is very intellectual, very mental, also very independent. It's ruled by Saturn. Um, Yeah, in the modern astrology, it's ruled by um, Uranus. Um, but I look at it, I like the traditional rulers actually. Um, so for me, Aquarius is ruled by the planet Saturn. Uh, Aquarius are very grounded, very independent, very stable, usually, um, very intellectual, very intelligent. Um, you know, they, they have that Saturn kind of quality and Aquarius, they can learn a lot from Scorpio's emotional depth. And Scorpio can learn a lot about um, detachment from Aquarius people because Aquarius, again, are air signs and they're more emotionally detached, whereas the uh, emotional Scorpio gets attached very easily, very possessive kind of energy. And so being with being around an Aquarius can make you understand that detachment and to let go of things a little bit more. And Aquarius can learn to get a little bit more emotionally deep and to bond a little bit more from Scorpio, but they're just so different that it can be a compatibility issue between the two because Scorpios are very emotional, very attached again. And Aquarius is the opposite, very independent and very detached in a lot of ways. Right. (laughs) All right. Uh, So next we have Sagittarius and Sagittarius squares Pisces. So Sagittarius squares Pisces and Virgo, right? So Sagittarius is the adventurer, the philosopher, and they're squaring Pisces, the dreamer, the empath. 
Um, and so this would make Sagittarius um, learn a little bit more about listening to their intuition from the Pisces. They can learn to a little, a little bit more spiritual, a little bit more intuitive to pay attention to those kinds of things. And uh, they love exploring. So that's really cool for them to learn. And um, Pisces can learn to be a little bit more open-minded and exploring because they're very mutable. They're very go with the flow. And Sagittarius can be a lot of fun. So together they can, you know, really get into uh, some fun kind of situations, right? They're both mutable. We have fire and water, which can create steam. (laughs) So they can get along really well. um, But usually um, after a while, there'll be that clash um, because they're both so mutable. That again, when two mutables get together, it, it, it doesn't have that stability. It's just they're both kind of like, and then they might float away from each other is how I always see it. That's kind of like Sagittarius is over here and Pisces is over here, you know, and the the dreamer and the explorer, they just don't have the groundedness to pull. Neither one is going to pull the other one back down here into the relationship. And so there can be just that like, oh, where did that go? You know, kind of energy. Um, Whereas, you know, they can have a lot of fun together. So if you're a Pisces or a Sag, you might know, oh, yeah, I was with one of those. And that was a lot of fun. But then it just it just didn't last, right? Um, ends up just becoming like kind of, I guess you could say, I, I always want to say disappears. <laughs> just kind of filters down into a nothingness um, sometimes for people. But again, it's that initial thing. It's like very intense for them because they're so much fun, both of them in very different ways though. So they open each other up a lot, Sagittarius and Pisces. Um, yeah. I've known a few Sagittarius and Pisces that were together and I was like, Whoa, such a cool couple. But then it was like, why aren't y'all together anymore? <laughs> and then it was like, Oh, you know, they were doing their thing. And then I decided to do my thing and okay. <laughs> but again, you know, it's not always going to be the case. Uh, Gemini uh, squared Virgo. Oh, no, we already did Gemini squared Virgo. Uh, Capricorn. We did Capricorn, Libra. We did Capricorn. I think we did all of them. We did Aquarius. Yep. Yep. We did all of them. I did all the squares. All right. So those were the incompatibility issues that you'll see. Um, I would love for you to, you know, um, let me know in YouTube comments or whatever, what you think, if you have any thoughts or questions. Um, Again, if you are saying, oh, that doesn't really make sense for me. Well, that's because there's something else going on in your chart um, that another archetype that is stronger than maybe that sun sign, or it could be, um, it could be a lot of different factors. Remember you have all 12 signs. And um, the thing is with these incompatibility issues, you know, As you learn and develop, you'll learn to embrace individuality between people. Like you'll say, oh, well, that's just how that person is. And when you understand the signs, you can go, oh, that's how they are, right? So for instance, maybe you're with somebody that is very different from you elementally. Um, So say you're a water sign and you're with a fire sign. And the fire sign, let's say, is, um, let's do Sagittarius, right? So Sagittarius, they like their freedom and exploration and stuff. And then the water signs like Pisces and Cancer and Scorpio, they like a little bit more of that emotional stability. And so if you understand this stuff, you can say, oh, well, I'm with a Sagittarius, so they need a little bit more freedom and independence. And I just have to be okay with that if I want to be with them, right? 
Or the Sagittarius also needs to say, hey, this person is a water sign and they need a little bit more emotional stability and like communication about these things. And that way they feel more comfortable, right? So when you know astrology and when you know these things and the type of person you're with, their archetype, you can then say, oh, what are the things that I need to understand about them and accept about them? And also for them to accept about me in order for us to stabilize the relationship, right? Because incompatibility is going to come up for any relationship. There's always going to be issues. Um, but the signs can really help you to articulate what it is that you need and what they need in the relationship. So communication is key. Communicating um, in a tactful way is so important in relationships. Appreciating each other for your differences because you're most attracted to people that are very different from you, right? And we're going to have a whole thing on that too. I'm going to do a whole episode on that. Um, but yeah, you want to be patient and you want to make sure that you um, are open-minded with people. And uh, yeah, anyways, have fun with your, you know, your world of dating. And um, also maybe if you're in a marriage or something, understanding your partner and their differences. So thanks so much for watching, everybody. Make sure you follow me if you enjoyed this. And I will have another one coming out soon, another episode. Uh, so this is one of my first. So have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you next week. If you are interested in learning more about love and sex and astrology, you can download my free guide, my astrology, love and intimacy guide on brandyjoy.com. And that's where I go over each sign, what their high vibration and low vibration archetype is what their love style is. So that includes things like their emotional and relationship preferences, their sexual preferences and style, communication style, and finally, date night suggestions and a gift guide for each one. So again, download it at brandyjoy.com.